What you say there, Eric? Hey, did I ever tell you have like the perfect face for radio? No, Mike. Did I ever tell you that you have the perfect 24-hour diner? Hey, bud. No, as a matter of fact, you haven't. That's because you don't. Come on, man. You know that ain't nice. And uh, neither is your help. Then why do you eat here so often? Well, my wife says that I'm a glutton for punishment. The TikTok Cafe, where the video poker is always hot, 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 Causeway and I-10, better known as the intersection of E. coli and salmonella. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. Are you ready for the weekend? Super Bowl weekend, Mardi Gras weekend. Got a lot going on here in the city of New Orleans. Hopefully it'll be a safe weekend. Cross your fingers there. Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. It will always set you free. It is the William Grant family distillers Friday extravaganza, 106.1 FM Nash Icon. 
on your radio dial. Eric Asher taking you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6. Happy Friday, everybody. iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, Nash FM 106.1, and EricAsher.com on the World Wide Web. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchor's our home base, but we're on all podcasting platforms. And be sure to join us for the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports with our rebroadcast this weekend. It's already up on our social media platforms, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, and Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. Uh, but you can uh, check it out tonight, 9 o'clock on Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on LAE. Uh, Saturday morning uh, at 2 a.m. on the Deuce, if you're getting in from, again, a night out. Or again, 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. Or you can do like most people do. Just set the DVR and watch it on your leisure. Um, today on the program, Mike Vazan will join us at about uh, 4.10 from Hot Off the Bench Podcast, Vazan on Football Podcast and Blog. Mike Scarborough from TigerBait.com will join us at about uh, 5.15 this afternoon. And then Chris Gordy of uh, Locked On SEC Podcast will join us at around 5.35. As mentioned, this is the William Grant family distillers fried extravaganza. And uh, look, it's going to be a party weekend. I don't care where you're at, but in New Orleans, we got a little bit of land yap, right? You got some of the uh, parades that are that are starting this weekend, uh, and then you got Super Bowl weekend. Uh, you're going to go out and get a few libations, right? Uh, again, uh, demand William Grant. Demand a William Grant product. Uh, if you're heading out to your favorite spirit store, maybe again you got to grab a bottle to head over to your friend's house to be able to, you know, hang out for the Super Bowl, or again, uh, family members, or maybe again you're uh, going out to the parade. Reach for a William Grant product. Henry's Gym, Malago Tequila, Rekha Vodka, hottest spirits on the market. Uh, if you love scotch, we've got an all-star lineup for you. All award-winning, Glenfiddich Scotch Whiskey, Grant's Blended Scotch Whiskey, the Balvini Scotch Whiskey, and also Monkey Shoulder Single Malt. Uh, if bourbon is, is your game, again, don't forget about Hudson Bourbon, Fistful of Bourbon. Uh, of course, don't forget about uh, Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. Uh, we keep hearing that other Irish whiskey that, that it hasn't made it to our shores yet. Plenty of uh, Tullamore Dew Irish whiskey for you here in New Orleans. You can enjoy that. And, of course, every bottle of Sailor Jerry rum purchased in Louisiana, a portion of those proceeds go to the Gott Foundation, www.gotourtroops.org, uh, and, of, uh, of course, taking care of those who have taken care of us. Um, again, our heroes, Louisiana heroes, those that have served in the military, uh, those that are, that are active in the military now and their families can participate. Um, insurance premiums, living expenses, rent, mortgage payments, uh, necessary home repairs, all part of the awards that are given from the God Foundation. They've given well over $200,000 in financial aid since 2012. George Laureata, Republic Beverage, William Grant, again, giving uh, a portion of the proceeds of every bottle of Sailor Jerry Rum, personal Louisiana, to the God Foundation. And, of course, don't forget to round out the, um, uh, the portfolio of William Grant, Florida, Kanye, Nicaragua, Rum, all part of the portfolio of William Grant, Independent family distillers since 1887. All right. Boy, we got a lot to talk about today, man. I'm telling you right now. There's, I mean, again, as I was putting, doing the rundown today, um, obviously we're going we're gonna to rehash a lot of things that have happened, as we always do with Mike Vazam on, on a Friday. But Sam Mills finally made it to the Hall of Fame. Congratulations to Sam Mills, his family, and also a big thank you to Jeff Duncan. I don't know if you read his article in, 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 the, in NOLA.com, the Times-Picayune, but, again, the, Jeff is on the committee uh, for the Hall of Fame. 
And uh, he uh, made it his personal crusade to go out and get Sam Mills into the Hall of Fame. And this was, well, this was the last year because he was going to go into the senior um, 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 group where, again, it would have been very, very tough for him to get back in, in, into the mix again. And an impassioned plea by, by Jeff. Uh, if you read the article, again, uh, someone from Philadelphia chimed in because of uh, his time with the Philadelphia Stars and then someone from Carolina as well. And they were able to get the sufficient enough votes to get Sam Mills into the Hall of Fame. And, look, it, it's fantastic. It really is. Uh, Dennis Allen, of course, head coach. We talked about this week the firings. Uh, Curtis Johnson, who, again, I love as, as a wide receiver coach. By the way, he is interviewing for the office coordinator job uh, with Miami Dolphins. Uh, he is gone. Brendan Nugent is gone. Darryl D- Dan Dalrymple is gone. And Jim Chaney is gone. Okay. Uh, so offensive line coach, strength and conditioning coach, and an offensive analyst gone along with, again, wide receivers coach Curtis Johnson. Doug Marone has been hired. They say it's going to be the offensive line coach. John Morton has been hired. He was a former wide receiver coach with the, the Saints under Peyton when uh, C.J. took the job at Tulane. It's unknown whether he's going to be the uh, – wide receiver coach or not. Uh, they've interviewed uh, Dallas wide receiver coach Robert Prince and Indianapolis running back coach uh, Scotty Montgomery for the offensive coordinator position. And Aubrey Pleasant, uh, uh, the Detroit defensive back coach, he, he interviewed yesterday for the defensive coordinator position with the Saints. We know that Alvin Kamara was arrested uh, over the weekend uh, on Sunday after the Pro Bowl for battery resulting in substantial, substantial bodily harm. His court date will be in early March. Could be a two- to six-game uh, suspension when it's all said and done. And, of course, uh, the big blockbuster trade on um, a couple days ago, actually Tuesday, C.J. McCollum, Larry Nance Jr., and Tony Snell come to the Pelicans. Uh, they send to Portland Josh Hart, uh, Thomas Sadarnowski, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Didi Lozada, a 2022 first-round pick protected, two second-round picks. Since then, uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker has been moved to Utah. Sadarnowski has been moved to San Antonio. By the way, the Pelicans lost last night to the um, Miami Heat. Uh, in um, McCollum's debut. And, of course, uh, the word on Zion is it might be a few more weeks. They don't know. They have no clue one way or the other what's going on with Zion. So we'll talk about that. And, of course, there's a little thing called the Super Bowl. So with all that, let's head to the guest line. Joining us on the program, well, we got a long list of things to talk about today. Mike Vazan, Hot Off the Bench Podcast, Vazano Football Podcast and Blog. Sunday, how are you, bud? Eric, my brother. How you feeling, bro? Oh, man, feeling fantastic. Beautiful day, beautiful weekend. Going to be beautiful weather all the way through next week. I just hope this weather holds out for, uh, for Mardi Gras. Because when you get a late Mardi Gras, you and I know this from growing up in this city. You know, you could, you could be anywhere from, again, uh, uh, coats to sweaters to shorts. Man, look, there's no better winter time than in New Orleans. You get just enough cold to, to get a taste of it, but then it warms up right away. So... And, you know, this time of year, it never gets above 80 degrees, so just magnificent weather. Love it. Yeah, no doubt about it. It's absolutely beautiful. Let's start off, um, uh, Mike, with a guy that we watched uh, in a Saints uniform. You and I used to be at my house on a Friday night over the weekend watching uh, the USFL when, when, when they were playing. Um, and, of course, that's Sam Mills going into the Hall of Fame. Your thoughts? Well, I mean, it's about time. It was my first reaction. Um, there have been people elected to that hall in the last few years that I know Sam Mills had a better career then. But, um, you know, uh, unfortunately, he, he passed away and really didn't get a chance to make his mark as a coach, which I think he probably would have been an outstanding coach and a head coach 
eventually somewhere. Um, wouldn't it have been lovely if he could have come back here and been a head coach, but, you know, wasn't meant to be. But um, a great man, a great, great football player, highly intelligent, uh, ran was the, was the defensive, I guess, play caller uh, for Jim Moore's defenses and Steve Sidwell's defenses. And, uh, you know, together with Vaughn Johnson, who really has a, who really has an argument, a case can be made for him to be in the Hall of Fame, Ricky Jackson and Pat Swillen, the greatest linebacker corner history in the NFL. Um, all four of them made the Pro Bowl in one season. They were all on the, on the field at one time. When the Pro Bowl was still a Pro Bowl, it was still being played. Right. And it was still contact. Um as good as he was on the field, he was just as a just as great a guy off the field. Incredible character, people you'd want, you know, guys like you'd want your your daughter to marry. You would absolutely love to um, be associated with a human being like Sam Mills. Uh, just a great man and a great football player, and he should be, and now he is in the Hall of Fame. And you know, I'll be watching that ceremony for sure. No doubt he joins Ricky Jackson, Morton Anderson, Willie Rofe as the only Saints uh, in the NFL Hall of Fame. You could say Doug Atkins, but he was really a Chicago Bear. Um, yeah, you look Taylor. at Yeah, Jim Taylor, same thing. Again, Green Bay Packer. I mean, let, let's just be honest right. about it. Now, again, sure. nine seasons with the Saints, uh, three seasons with the Carolina Panthers. Uh, the Panthers really have adopted him as kind of, again, their uh, uh, almost – uh, their first real superstar, of course, there's a, there's a statue out in front of, of their stadium of Sam Mills. Uh, and, of course, he came up with the uh, with the moniker, what, Keep Pound, which is something they still use today uh, in Carolina. Yeah. I, I'm ho- look, I'm hoping that this is going to be the genesis of Mickey Loomis thawing out a bit. And when I say that, I mean that, you know, he seems to believe that, again, Saints history started when he got to New Orleans, okay? And, 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 and that, again, there's a long, long uh, uh, of Saints history long before he got here. The Superdome Wall of Fame was taken down. Mike, you and I have talked about that over and over again. Eddie Robinson, Archie Manning, uh, Dave Dixon, Ricky Jackson, um, I'm trying to think, Pistol Pete Maravich. You know, all those guys had their names on the wall in the Superdome. That was taken down. Uh, the, the Saints uh, Ring of Honor. Uh, you know, look, uh, uh, the Dome Patrol needs to be on there, okay? Some, you know, Jim Moore, Jim Finks needs to be on there. Eventually, Sean Payton's going on there. What a travesty it would be if Sean Payton made it on that ring of honor before Jim Moore and Jim Finks. And I don't want to hear anything about Jim Moore because, hey, you know what? Jim Moore may have quit in the middle of the season, but Sean Payton quit with the three years left on his deal. So uh, I don't want to, you know, again, if they're, they're trying to make something out of that, I just think that, it's, it, it is their responsibility to, to be able to, again, make sure that, that the history of sports in this town, whether it be on the basketball side, professional, or on the football side, uh, that, that, again, the, the heroes of the past are honored. And those that have done so much for, for this, this uh, city in terms of sports have, have, a, have a presence uh, at that dome. Look, the, the statue of the Dome Patrol should happen. We know there's going to be a statue of Drew Brees eventually out there to go along with, again, the, um, uh, the, the what is it, the, Atlanta kick with, uh, with Steve Gleason blocking the punt, and, of course, with uh, Tom Benson. So let's hope that uh, Mickey Loomis, who is the guy that makes the decision on this now, will start to see that, you know what, uh, you know, we've got to start to pay, pay homage to, to those that you know, have, have given so much in terms of the history of sports in this town. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, Jim Moore, you know, people like to say the Saints were a laughing stock until Sean Payton arrived, and that's not true. That's, that's not true at all. Not true. The Saints were a laughing stock until Tom Benson, to his credit, hired Jim Finks, who automatically brought instant credibility. All of a sudden, Benson was recognized from being a joke car salesman to a, a legit NFL owner with the foresight to hire a guy that was later in a running to be commissioner. Jim Finks was going to be the commissioner until Jerry Jones stepped in and got Paul Taglia uh, the job because he had represented the NFL in the case against the USFL as an attorney. But Jim Finks would was the odds on that. Now, Tom, Fins, Tom Benson hired Jim Finks, and Jim Finks hired Jim Moore, and then the Saints were, were a respectable, legit, NFL franchise from that minute on, and um, they had they they had some close calls on the Dick Nolan on the Bum Phillips, but really and truly, when uh, Jim Moore hired by Jim Finks hired by Tom Benson, that's really when the Saints took off as a legit NFL. And they had some down years, but they had the Dick the years, and they had Haslett had a playoff went down the first playoff win. So I don't want to hear Sean Payton, the Saints were a lot. He all of a sudden was the magic wand that made the Saints franchise uh, not a laughing stock. So, but I mean, as good a job as Payton did, I mean, it's just not true. I 100% agree. I really do. And again, you look at, um, you know, um, the, the history of this, of this team, and, and it wasn't until Finks and Moore got here uh, until things turned around and. I, look, we can remember it like it was yesterday when, when the Saints became winners. And uh, we, we oh, suffered no. through a lot of years of, again, non-winning football. Uh, by the way, Jim, Jim Finks was also on that wall of fame, that, that Superdome wall of fame. And it's just overdue. And, and, and it should have happened a long, long time ago. Uh, and it hasn't. And, again, my sources tell me that a lot of that has to do, again, with Mickey Loomis who's making the call on that. And that, that's frustrating to me. Okay, because, again, look, I know he's not a New Orleans native. He's been here long enough to, to again, understand, um, you know, how we revere the heroes of the past. And um, you look at other stadiums, again, how they, um, uh, you know, how they honor their players. Uh, and, and yet, you know, again, you got, and with no disrespect to Will Smith or the Will Smith family, okay, but there are a lot of players that, again, were more deserving and coaches more deserving uh, to go on that ring of, ring of honor before Will Smith. Uh, and and we're sitting here now again, still with the Dome Patrol uh, not up there completely, and of course the overlooking of uh, both Finks and and and, and Mora, uh, as well as you know as, as as some others that 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 are deserving. The the Wall of Fame should be should be back. Okay, that is more than just Saints football. That is those that contributed to what happened in that building. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, but I, who knows? Maybe when Mora left, it was. I know he left on bad terms with Benson, and Benson's been known to hold Tom Benson. He was known to hold a grudge, and maybe he passed it on to Loomis and said, "Whatever you do, I don't want Jim Moore, you know, you know, to be on that ring of fame." I don't know. I'm just—it's a travesty, Mike. Okay, I mean, the man yeah, is the man is in his 80s now, and, and he's still a big part of. of obviously, he's on on Channel Six Saints uh, oh, Saints broadcast. He's here all the time. He loves this city. He, even though he's with was, was with the Colts, he considers him the saint, a, a saint. I mean, there's just so many reasons why. And, and if I'm not mistaken, Jim Finks is buried in the city of New Orleans. Okay, he's buried here, and, and he and he wasn't from here. 
So there's a lot of reasons why that needs to happen, but no, I don't want to. I don't want to take away from from Sam Mills's accomplishment of being in, in in the Hall of Fame because it is long overdue and well deserved uh, for a guy that not only again tore up the NFL, but but again put the USFL on the map. Absolutely, and uh, you don't have to convince me. I'm just trying to theorize what Mickey Loomis is thinking. I mean, it, to me, it's not even a second thought. I mean. Yeah, Jim Moore and Jim Finks belong in the Ring of Fame, uh, Wall of Fame, whatever. Ring of Honor. Right, Ring of Honor. I mean, uh, you know, it's just, it, it is what it is. I mean, I don't know. I don't know why he's not doing it, but it's just an incredible uh, lack of judgment or uh, foresight to uh, to put put him on there. Oh, and reverence of oh, the history. I and mean, this is a historic town. I mean, reverence of the history of sports in this town. That's that's another part of what it is, you know. I mean, you know, I mean, just like Maravich's jersey in the, in the Smoothie King Center. You know, you have this big, a uh, big um, to do, bringing his wife and his kids down there. You see the, uh, I mean, I was there. You, we were, we were there when when they dropped that when they dropped that, that jersey down, and it was a proud moment for a lot of us that watched Maravich at LSU, and then, and then of course with the Jazz. Uh, that number has been has been retired by by, by the uh, New Orleans uh, Pelicans. So. You know, his jersey should be hanging in the rafters, and it's not. So it's, it's a little bit frustrating for those that, again, that revere history here in the city. But I don't want to get bogged down there. Let, let's, let's switch gears to, to, to again, Dennis Allen, uh, now becoming the, the 11th head coach for the New Orleans Saints. A lot of people thought the Saints were going to elevate from within. Uh, they did it fairly quickly. We knew it on, on, on Monday, introduced on Tuesday. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a surprise when he got promoted to head coach. Uh, what is a surprise is the almost kind of a cleaning house he's doing with the staff. I mean, I thought they hired him, they promoted him because of the culture of the club, and they wanted to keep that mm-hmm. rolling. But, <laughs> you know, a lot of guys are getting shown the door. So, I don't know. Curtis um, Johnson, Brandon Brandon Nugent, who was, uh, Johnson was the wide receivers coach. Nugent was the offensive line coach, strength and conditioning coach Dan Dalrymple, and offensive uh, an analyst uh, uh, Jim Chaney. He has brought in Doug Marone, formerly with uh, under Peyton, who coached under Peyton. He's be the offensive line coach. John Morton, who was here as a wide receivers coach, also in 06, he was an offensive assistant. Um, so, and uh, you know, to to your point, yes, I'm I'm so, I was look. Curtis Johnson surprised me, and the only, you know, the, I, look, the only thing I can think of, Mike, is, and, I, and I've been beating my brain on this, because he is a not a good, he's a great wide receiver coach, not a good one, a great one. Look what he's able to do with Dante, Deontay Harris now Hardy. Uh, you can look at again guys that that were um, possession receivers who ended up again having long careers in the NFL uh, under, under Curtis Johnson. We go through the litany of those here in, in, in the city. Uh, you know, Marcus Colston, go right down the line of what he was able to do as, as a wide receivers coach uh, here in New Orleans. He's, he's been a great one. And uh, the only thing that I can maybe surmise is maybe he was responsible for making sure Michael Thomas stayed in touch with the club. And that's the only thing I could I'm, – I'm, and I don't even know if that's accurate or not. That's me just, again, hypothesizing that because I don't know why you get rid of a coach that's that good. I, I don't either. Um... I agree with everything you said about him. I mean, Debra Henderson, Robert Meacham, I mean, all those guys. No I mean, doubt. Henderson, Henderson was a joke in the previous. A joke? Could not catch, Mike, remember? Could, Could catch. not catch yeah. the football. Right. And uh, he led the NFL in yards per catch after that. And it wasn't just like he had five catches for 
each one with bombs. I mean, he was legit, uh, a legit threat in the Saints offense, the deep threat. And then Robin Meacham followed him, and he wasn't great with his hands coming out of Tennessee, but he developed into a really good deep threat and a really good receiver. So, I don't know. Um, maybe Dennis Allen has, uh, you know, he wants to put his stamp on the coaching staff, and it's his right. I mean, now he's the head coach, so he gets to pick who his assistants are going to mm-hmm. be. I'm just surprised um, it's on the offensive side because I think that when you look at, the, at, at Peyton's system, that's the thing that I think that you wanted to, to, to hold on to. You wanted to coddle. You wanted to make sure that that was going to be passed down, you know, to, to, uh, to, 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 to the next head coach meaning Dennis Allen, that he would, he would keep that offense intact. Look, I don't think the system's broke. I think they just don't have the players to play the system. No, I mean, obviously. I mean, look, um, the offense was great until Jameis Winston got hurt. I mean, the offense was doing fine. I mean, up until this season, when Drew Brees retired after the, last, after the 20 season, I mean, the offense was still rolling. And... Um, uh, Winston was just coming into his own, we all said, when he got hurt. And I got to believe, like you, Eric, that if uh, Winston doesn't get hurt and the Saints make the playoffs, Sean Payton's not going anywhere. Crime or no crime. I mean, go buy a house in Metairie, dude, if you you don't want to live in the city because of crime. To me, I heard that he one of the reasons he left was because of crime, and I think that's a crime Mm -hmm. because all you got to do is move. You don't have to move. To Texas, just moved to St. Tammany. Well, maybe he's not welcome there anymore, but <laughs> move to, you know, wherever the other players and coaches live. So, but um, I, I, uh, I just think that um, I'm, I kind of lost track. I got off on that but for a second there, but I just think Allen wants to wants to put his own stamp on it. And I'm surprised Pete Carmichael wasn't retained as offensive coordinator. Maybe he didn't want to. He did not want it, Mike. Mike, he did not Uh, want it. That's the thing that's mind-blowing. He did not want the responsibility. Mind-blowing. Didn't want to to interview for the head coaching job. Now, maybe he's at this point in his life where, again, he doesn't want to have that type of responsibility. I get it. But, again, he's the guy that's got the knowledge, right? He's the guy that's been with Peyton since day one, and Peyton has relied on, again, with game plans, et cetera. It, it's just kind of surprising. Look, they've interviewed Dallas wide receiver coach Robert Prince, Indianapolis running back coach Scotty Montgomery for the offensive coordinator position. Both are external minority candidates, so they've satisfied the Rooney rule there. Uh, Defensive uh, back coach for Detroit, Aubrey Pleasant, uh, is is another minority, external minority candidate. So they've satisfied the Rooney rule in terms of defensive coordinator. Uh, Again, they've made no decision one way or the other on on, on any of these hires, but those interviews have have been made. Well, here's the thing. Maybe Carmichael didn't know as much as we thought he did because when Peyton left that room, Carmichael was like, ah, I don't think I can do this on my own. And here's another thing to think about. If the offense tanks, Peyton doesn't get blamed for it. From here on out, Carmichael gets blamed for it. Uh, what's the matter, dude? You're running Peyton's offense. You've been in it for the last 10 years or whatever. Why you can't keep this thing rolling? Now, if it does succeed, oh, come on, that was Peyton's offense. So it's a no-win situation there. But I really like the, the coach running back coordinate, running game coordinator, and I really like uh, Plazon. Pleasant. I guess right. Pleasant 
Pleasant. I, I, look, I've heard it both ways. Really? Pleasant, Pleasant. I mean, my wife's yeah. a Pleasance, and, and, and that's not how they spell it. <laughs> but go well, ahead. If he's, from, if he's from Louisiana, it's Pleasance. I don't care. Right. Any other place, it's Pleasant. But right. Um, I love his intensity. Uh, I think he, uh, you know, he learned under Aaron Glenn, who was the defensive backs coach here. He and yes. Aaron Glenn was the uh, court defensive coordinator in Detroit. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, there's something to be said though for hiring, like especially an offense coordinator who's a little bit older, like a Doug Marone, if they make him the offensive coordinator. Look, he's been a head coach, 2,000 approves and once in the NFL. He's over 50. He's not looking to move up. He probably won't even get another chance to move up to be a head coach. So if he succeeds as an offensive coordinator, you got him pretty much until he's ready to retire. Mm-hmm. Um, now, a younger guy coming up, he's going to be looking to move to a head coaching position soon. So you don't want to have to keep getting a revolving door of, of offensive coordinators every two or three seasons and retraining everybody. Right. So maybe. Well, it looks like Marone's going to be offensive line coach, Mike. At least that's the rumors. I thought he might be coming over as the OC too. It looks like he's going to be the offensive line coach. Yeah. And I assumed that he was going to be the offensive coordinator. But mm-hmm. I guess right now you just can't assume anything right now. No, you can't. As far right. as Dennis Allen, what's going on through his mind? To, 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 to I just hope they keep uh, Rizzo or the Rizzy, the, the special teams yeah. guy, and they can hold on to Ryan Nielsen mm-hmm. and um, Richard, who I don't know if they'll be able to keep both. So either one, I would love to see him retain and be defensive coordinator if they can keep both. I mean, that's a super bonus. But I don't. Well, here's think my thoughts there, Mike. Ryan Nielsen, if he's moved into that position. You know, I think he, I think whoever moves in that position is going to be defensive coordinator in name only, okay? Because uh, I get the feeling based on his press conference, my DA's press conference, that he wants to still call the, the defensive signals. He wants to be able to control what's going on defense, much like Peyton controlled the offense. Right. So, you know, whoever's in, that's involved there, it's going to be like a Carmichael situation, right? You know, yep. you're in the mix. You're, you're putting the game plan together. But at the end of the day, when it, when it comes to game night, uh, again, Peyton took over the play calling duties, just like Allen will do. So, you know, would Rishon want to do that? Or is that a next step for a guy like Nielsen, who, again, is trying to be able to get to the point where he's a, he's a defensive coordinator and eventually a head coach? No, both great points, Eric. Um, and, um, yeah, you're right. I mean, I think Dennis Allen already has said he's going to continue calling plays game day. So that the defensive coordinator who is named that will be, like you said, helping with game plans and, you know, on the field, I'm sure he'll be helping game time. Right, And he'll probably but be then, up in the booth as well. So again, that he's, he's talking to Allen about what yeah. he's seeing in the sky. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, and then no then it sounds gonna make the the uh, the final call on what defense to run, but I mean and the adjustments, sure. Which he's been done. Which he, again, let's face it. The one thing you could say about this team, offensively and defensively, uh, under Peyton, under Allen, they've been really great at at in game adjustments, and that's what I'm gonna be looking for. I don't think there's gonna be a drop off on the defensive side, but I think on the offensive side, that's where we got to see again. Okay, how quickly they're gonna be able to adjust to what's happening to them in game. And, uh, uh, well, you know, because Peyton was a master at it. Let's face it. He was a master at it. Of course, it helped having Breeze there, right? And, and that collaboration. Uh, but we'll see how that, that kind of plays out. Mike, well, we, we got, uh, go ahead. 
No, I mean, I'm just thinking about, you know, I mean, a guy like Marone, who, who says he can't be O-line coach, offensive mm-hmm. coordinator slash, you know, with emphasis on offensive line. I don't know, but. I'm sure um, they're all involved in the game plan every single yeah. week, though. I mean, and you but, know, but, but, I, I, mean, I don't think there's any doubt. And but they obviously was, were not happy with the offensive line. Okay, at least he wasn't. Okay, now a lot of that we felt like was injuries, all right? But, again, what does that say about the strength and conditioning coach? Maybe that's one of the reasons why he's gone now because, again, the rash of injuries we saw. Who knows? I think a lot of it has to do, again, with lack of OTAs, and I've said that all along. That's where, that's where again, you're doing your preventive. I mean, look, you're going to get injured. It's a, it's a collision sport. But I think you've got a better chance of not being injured if you're working hard in the offseason and if you're involved, if you're at the facility and you're, and you're, and you're working through, again, what, what, they throw, what they put out in terms of, again, your plan and what you have to do to get better, what you have to strengthen in the offseason. And I thought that the last two years not having OTAs, last year was a choice of Peyton. year before was obviously COVID. Uh, I, I thought that, that that's one of the reasons why the Saints suffered a lot of the injuries like they did this year. But we'll see how it kind of plays out. Let me take a break. We come back. I want to talk about Alvin Kamara. I want to get into the Super Bowl. I want to talk about the Pelicans um, trade, all that coming up. Uh, you're listening to Inside New Orleans, the William Grant family, the Stillers Fry Extravaganza. Don't forget about Burkhart. Yeah, you might be out there partying, heading out to the parade, maybe getting your Super Bowl party. Uh, if you're in the middle of that party and all of a sudden, wait, wait, the AC went out. I got a house full of people. The air conditioner's not working. What? Oh, man, you got to call Burkhart, okay? They have uh, staff that's on, that's on, that's on call. Uh, the trucks are strategically set up all over the metropolitan area to get to you quickly. So, again, service before the sale, service after the sale. If you're in the market for a new system, Burkhart's there for you with, again, selling some of the top brands in the industry. Nate certified technicians only doing the work that's necessary. Truly a company can trust. It's Burkhart, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. If you were raised up, raised right, up right, you're one of us. 1061 Nash Icon has Luke Bryan tickets every, every day. Sunrise, sunburn, sunrise. Luke Bryan at the Smoothie King Center in August, and Nash Icon is sending you there. That's my kind of night. Want tickets? A pair could be yours every weekday while you work. Get the code to text from Scott Innes anytime between 10 and 4. When you have it, text it to 68255. Luke Bryan tickets every day. Only from New Orleans Country Giant. 1061 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples helps your business grow with custom printed sales and marketing materials. Now get 20% off custom printed signs, banners, and posters when you spend $75 or more. Offer ends 226. See staples.com slash signage for details. Staples, the working and learning store. Look out for an accident on 10 westbound at Chef. And delays are solid on 10 westbound from Elysian Fields to Canal. And delays pick back up 10 westbound from just past Bonneville to Clearview. Look out for delays that are solid on 10 eastbound from Loyola to Veterans. And then delays pick back up on 10 eastbound from just past City Park to the high rise. Look out for delays on the 610 on the westbound side right at Canal Boulevard. And on the eastbound side from St. Bernard to the 10610 merge. Also be mindful of delays if you're traveling along the eastbound side of the West Bank Expressway, the Crescent City Connection, and the Pontchartrain Expressway from Lafayette Street to the O'Keeffe Howard Avenue exit. Look out for delays that are solid along the westbound side of the Pontchartrain Expressway from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. And on the westbound side of the West Bank Expressway, delays are steady from just past Ames Boulevard to Avondale. If you're looking for delays, uh, uh, delays are going to be heavy on the 310 on the southbound side from just before St. Rose to the Luling Hornville exit. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Bradner Traffic Center. 
On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue. Open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can have. At Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, their number one priority is treating people right. Take it from me, Eric Asher. It means getting there quickly in an emergency. They'll be on time and do a perfect job. And it means they promise to give everyone a fair price every time. So if you're looking for a better experience from your generator AC company, or you just got a big quote from someone else and you want a second opinion, let the folks at Burkhardt earn your trust and treat you right. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Dave Miet Insurance is a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies, serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes. Dave Miet Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMietInsAgency.com. Number nine. Yeah, it's a tailgate party and it's all going down. So call up your friends and gather around. Get the jambalaya cooking all the culture. Our boys are about to star in a primetime show. So polish the highs, but let's do this thing. It's time we bring home a Super Burrow ring. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. It's the William Grant family. It's still this Friday extravaganza as Mike Vazan of Hot Off the Bench Podcast, Vazan of Football Podcast and Blog, joins us. Mike, um, before we talk Super Bowl, uh, Alvin Kamara arrested on, on Sunday morning after an altercation on Saturday, on, on, uh, Saturday uh, in Las Vegas um, at a uh, casino uh, bar or club. Um, again, uh, he is... Um, charged with uh, battery resulting in substantial bodily harm. Uh, no one has seen the uh, uh, the video yet outside of maybe the Las Vegas Police Department, NFL Security, and I'm sure members of um, of, of the Saints and probably, uh, you know, the, the, the NFL family have seen that. Uh, 
so a lot of us are kind of holding out judgment here uh, based on what we, we were given as the play-by-play with, with, within the, uh, the, the news articles that have been written. Um, Mike, it, it just seems so out of character for, for Alvin Kamara, okay? Then when, when you hear that, again, you know, he, he tries to get the guy off the elevator, pushes him out in his chest, then again chases him down, uh, punches him eight times, three of those times when he was unconscious, and then three of his friends do, do again, a, a, a stomp party on the dude. And uh, when you look at the, at the picture of, of the alleged victim, I mean, again, it's pretty frightening. Now, he could, be, he could be suspended somewhere between two and four. I read something recently. It said, based on, again, what the NFL has done in the past, it could be as much as six games that he could be suspended, depending on, again, how this turns out. Um, just give me your overall thoughts on, 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 on this situation. I think it makes running back a little bit of a priority in the draft of free agency now with the possibility of Kamara maybe being out for, again, um, you know, a quarter of the season. Well, first of all, I mean, um, Camaro should not have been involved. As soon as an altercation started, I wish somebody, either Camaro or one of his so-called friends or entourage, whatever you call it these days, grabbed Camaro and said, let's get out of here. You don't, you don't need to be involved in this, no matter what happens. And according to reports, the film, the video indicates that Camaro punched the guy, kicked the guy, even after the guy had fallen to the ground or maybe was unconscious, I don't know. So just not just not smart on his part. And it's completely, from what I've understood about Kamara, to be a laid-back kind of a guy and a model citizen, completely out of character for something that he would do. Um, now, I know everybody's got that bowling point, and I don't know what happened. Like you said, we'll have to see the the video. All we really have is the uh, the the alleged victim's um, point of view of what happened. So, um, well, I just have to wait and see. But, yeah, you're right, Eric. I mean, I heard as many as six games he could be suspended. Yeah, so somewhere between two and six, depending on on how this comes out. Now, I've mentioned because he's a guy that, again, has never been in trouble before, uh, as far as the as far as the law goes, uh, there's a possibility that maybe again that could be pleaded down to to a you know, not a felony charge, maybe a misdemeanor, uh, maybe do some some community service and a fine. But the NFL they they got their own set of rules here, and it doesn't matter what the courts ultimately decide or again what what the plea deal may be. They're they're going to going to judge him based on their rules and regulations, and that, so there's a, there's a precedent that's been set there uh, for that as well. So. It just it, it's 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 got to be frustrating for, for for Dennis Allen, who again has enough on his plate without having to say, "Wait a minute, one of my best, my, maybe my best player is not going to be available for me," uh, you know, uh, for for part of the season, depending on how this thing, uh, you know, kind of shakes out. Yeah, I mean, and listen, like us, I texted you guys. All of a sudden, running back is now a need in the draft oh, or in the off season. Um, so. It may have been anyway, but not a high, not as high a priority as it yeah. seems to be now. So we're just going to have to wait and see what happens. Hopefully, no it's a two-game suspension, and once he gets into Las Vegas, police now heard they're extra hard on on cases like this in Las Vegas because they want tourists to be able to think they can go there and be mm-hmm. safe. And if right. somebody's going to rob or beat them up or something like that, then they know that that person's going to be 
punished to, you know, the utmost. But we also know, again, how, how celebrities are treated in Las Vegas as well. <laughs> so, you know, I think, there's, I think there's two sides of that. We'll see how it kind of plays out. Why don't we shift gears now to the Pelicans? Uh, they make a, a blockbuster trade on Tuesday. C.J. McCollum, Larry Nance Jr., Tony Snell to the Pels, Josh Hart, Tomas Sardinowski, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Didi Lozada. Uh, 2022 first-round pick protected, one through five, and two second-round picks uh, head over to the Portland. Now, since then, Nikhil Alexander-Walker was dealt to Utah. Sadonowski was dealt to San Antonio. Uh, Larry Nance is, is injured, but again, he has been, has been accepted on the team without passing a physical, uh, set to go under the knife for a knee injury, uh, and, and could be out as much as six weeks. Maybe he's back for, for the playoffs. Maybe they hold him out till next year. He's under a two-year deal. Your thoughts on the deal? Well, I mean, that's, they got the man they wanted. And so, you know, even though you hate to lose, I mean, I didn't mind losing Nikhil Alexander-Walker. I'm on since day one, I thought he's just an okay, he's just a journeyman-type player. At at best, you might get a couple of good good games from him over the course of an 82-game season. But he's players like him, to me, a dime a dozen. Josh Hart's the one I really hate losing. He was a really uh, – High character guy, not that Alexander wasn't, but what I'm saying is, he, you know, he, when that trade with with the Lakers came down with Anthony Davis, Josh Hart was the first one to embrace the, the city of New Orleans, and you know how people here are. Once you love them, they will love you back forever, and um, you know he'll always have a heart, a, a spot in, in the people's heart around here, Pelicans fans, because they appreciate that. Not only that, he was a good player. I mean, he came in off the bench, and he was a spark plug, and he, he was smart, uh, good defense, pretty good rebounder, uh, you know, and, and kind of a leader. Uh, liked him a lot, um, but you got to give up something to get something. And the man they wanted was McCollum. And, uh, look, he's 20-point-a-game night for a career. So, I mean, you can't – I mean, 20 points a game, yeah, for a career. I mean, listen, yeah. to me it was a steal. <laughs> I mean – what they I, thought they, I thought they what won they, the deal. What's that? I said I thought the Pels won the deal. Oh, no doubt. A steal. I mean, they stole. I mean, come on. You gave up a, a backup guard and, and two backup guards and one and one of those guys was uh, down a dozen running a mill and Walker to give McCollum a 20-point a night, 20 point a night two? Give me a break, man. That is a steal. A steal. So it's a great move. Uh, we'll see. How, again, now, McCollum struggled a little bit last night, so had 15 points. That, that's just getting used to, again, uh, the, the team. Well, again, this, they, pel- they play the Pels again. On, the Pels play again on, on Saturday against San Antonio at home. So we'll see how that plays out. we got about five minutes left, Mike. i got to get into the Super Bowl. Rams versus the, the Bengals. Give me your thoughts on, on Joe Burrow. Uh, and, of course, the Cincinnati Bengals taking on uh, Odell Beckham and the Los Angeles Rams. Um. Right, but first of all, look, 15 would have been a great night for, for Josh Hart or Nikhil Walker-Alexander. It was oh, an no, off no night. I agree. So, that is an off night, know. right. Yeah, but uh, as far as the Super Bowl is concerned, I'm hearing a lot about the Rams' defensive front that's going to dominate the Bengals' offensive line, which on paper you would think they do. They will, but i got a feeling Burrow is telling them offensive line, and you see, they don't, look how bad they think you are. They don't think you have a chance against these guys. They think you're going to get dominated. And that kind of motivation with uh, 
offensive linemen like that, you know, just any group of guys, athletes, is going to make, I think, elevate their game. And I, I think a lot of people picking either a close win by the Bengals or a blowout by the Rams. But I think the Bengals can win, especially with Matthew Stafford has one of those games. Now, you remember, he's a dropped interception, I mean a gimme interception from watching this game this week. If uh, Jaquizic Hart intercepts that pass, who I had on my mock draft, by the way, when when he came out, anyway, for the Saints. But if he doesn't drop yes, that did. interception, uh, you got the 49ers Bengals playing. So Matthew Stafford's got a he's got a chance, a way of giving the ball up, and the Rams are prone to make to to, to commit turnovers. Look at the Tampa game where they fumble at Tampa's one, and in the second half they almost gave the game to Tampa by turnovers. So, um, you know, I, I just think Cincinnati just sitting back. They got no pressure. Hardly anybody thinks they're going to win uh, nationally. I know a guy that I saw watching college who is unrattleable. Uh, you cannot rattle this guy. And uh, – I think he is like a 10-year vet the way he works the pocket. He's extremely accurate and uh, a really great at anticipation, can read defenses already, um, and just has the guts to throw to a, a receiver to let him go make a play. I mean, that's tough for an eight-year veteran. This guy's a second-year, really a season-and-a-half veteran, and he's making plays like that. But it's not a surprise to us, right, Eric, because he did it at LSU. Yeah, so, um, no, not a surprise at all. I, I just think uh, some way, some while, you, you know, they're going to have to have defense, Cincinnati's defensive line going to have to put pressure on Stafford to to make him uh, throw the ball to them a couple of times. And I think they can, Mike. And, I, don't uh, think they I, can, I think the one thing they can do is generate pressure. Now, yeah. you got to worry a little bit about Eli Apple in that defensive backfield, uh, but I think well, they no, can generate no pressure. Uh, yeah, well, definitely. Eli Apple's going to need a lot of help from that defensive front. There's no doubt. They're going to have to roll a safety this side. No doubt about it. Absolutely. Uh, Vaughn Bell should have a big game, I think. Mm-hmm. I think Vaughn Bell and Matthew Stafford's going to be a really good matchup because they like to they make they like to make Bell the Bengals do that rover where he he yep. rovers over the middle in between those intermediate routes. Mm-hmm. You know the Rams like to run that short end and then that intermediate end route, and the quarterback gets to pick who. But if you send that rover, which is what they did to the Chiefs, and you mm-hmm. take that away, then all of a sudden it makes the quarterback a little bit antsy. So, no doubt, it's gonna be a great. So I you like the Bengals, Mike? We got about a minute. You like the Bengals? Uh, we got got a score. I love the Bengals. I love them. Thirty-one twenty-eight. Beautiful. Tell well, the folks about the, the podcast prediction. Thirty-four thirty-one. Tell the folks about. Tell the folks about the podcast, how they can follow you on social media. We've got about 30 seconds. Nostradamus is a, has to be a writer on The Simpsons. Um, <laughs> then on football podcast uh, on the Anchor app and hot off the bench if we ever get rolling again on the spot, on the uh, pod, uh, podcast app, Apple. Yep. There you go. Always a pleasure, my friend. Have a wonderful yeah. weekend. We'll do it again next week. Always fun. Mike Vassan, Hot Off the Bench Podcast. It is the William Grant family. Still, it's Friday Extravaganza. We'll be right back. 
Hire a Cash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Opelie. Southern Tire, family-owned and operated since 1972. Southern Tire is your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. Whether it is your personal vehicle or a fleet account, at Southern Tire, we treat your vehicle like our own. At Southern Tire, we have all the latest diagnostic equipment and ASE-certified technicians the dealerships have without the dealership prices. Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Francesca by Katie's, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. Francesca is offering a menu that includes family meals, daily specials, delicious sides, award-winning pizza, New Orleans best burgers, poor boys muffaladas, and family recipes. A St. Louis-style deli with sandwiches and sodas. Wine and beer also available. Check out our menu online at francescadeli.com. Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-266-2511. Dine indoors, dine outdoors, or use our delivery services. That's Francesca by Katie's, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Finding the perfect romantic gift she'll love is easy at Diamonds Direct this Valentine's. With an expanded selection of designer jewelry and our best offer ever, five years zero interest financing. Your love is always our passion at Diamonds Direct, but especially on Valentine's Day. So we're holding nothing back. Pick any item, get our best value price, and spread your payments over five years with zero interest financing. Everything's included. Diamond stud earrings, diamond eternity bands, layered necklaces, pendants, bangles, colored gemstones, and of course, the largest selection of diamonds and engagement rings in America. And this weekend, we're also showcasing all new collections from our top designers like Takori, Viraggio, Simon G, and others. No matter what you choose for the one you love, you'll get the best price and five years zero interest financing. We're even open this Sunday with special pregame shopping hours 11 to 4. Get more details and even shop online at DiamondsDirect.com. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion unapproved credit. 
Meet the Budweiser Clydesdales. Make plans to attend Horses, Hops, and Cops on Wednesday, February 16th at the NOPD Horse Stables in City Park. It's a benefit for the NOPD Mounted Unit. Bring the entire family and enjoy live music from Street Life Band and Preservation Brass. Watch a horse soccer game and much more. VIP tickets are available and it's free admission for everyone starting at 5 p.m. Get up close to the Budweiser Clydesdales and help support the NOPD Mounted Unit. Go to HorsesHopsAndCops.com for all the info. Produced by the Louisiana Hospitality Foundation. Over there, about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. AC breaks down, heater breaks down. Maybe you're looking for a new system. Think Burkhardt. 15 trucks in the field, 30 minute courtesy call. Only doing the work that's necessary. It's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. ACPromise.com. ACPromise.com. It is the William Grant family. It's the Friday extravaganza. We'll be right back. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you.
our man, Eric Asher. Hour number two of Inside New Orleans is the William Grant family still is Friday extravaganza. Happy Friday, everybody. You're listening to 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial. Of course, you can check out our program on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app. Uh, download the podcast there. Listen live. Take it with you anywhere. Nash FM 106.1 and ericasher.com on the World Wide Web. And, of course, I've got the privilege of bringing you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchors our home base, but on your favorite podcasting platform. And don't forget about the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. Garland Gillen of Fox 8 Sports is our guest. It's already on our social media platforms, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. Uh, but, again, you can check us out at 9 o'clock tonight on Pelican. 10 o'clock on LAE, 2 a.m. on The Deuce, 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. Uh, and, of course, as always, Garland did a fantastic job of breaking down a lot of stuff. We talked Saints, LSU, Tulane. Uh, we talked Pelicans. We talked uh, um, recruiting for LSU and, and, and the Saints. We also talked college basketball. Uh, I mean, just a lot of things on, on the program that we squeezed into an hour for you. Hope you get a chance to check it out over the weekend. Over the weekend, if you're out and about, want to make sure that, again, you remember my good friends over at William Grant, restocking the liquor cabinet, hey, heading out to your favorite spirit store, maybe, again, your, to your favorite uh, your bar, or, again, maybe going out to, uh, to dinner. I mean, it is Valentine's weekend after all, right? Uh, reach for a William Grant product. Henry's Gin, Malago Tequila, Reka Vaca. If you're a scotch drinker, man, I'll tell you what. Award-winning, all-star lineup of scotches. Glenfiddich Scotch Whiskey, the Balvenie Scotch Whiskey, Grant's Bundy Scotch Whiskey, also Monkey Shoulder uh, Single Malt. Don't forget about Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. Uh, and, of course, Cellar Jerry Rum. Every bottle of Cellar Jerry Rum purchased in Louisiana. Portion of proceeds go to the God Foundation, taking care of active military, retired military members and their families. Um, again, through the God Foundation, if they need help with uh, insurance premiums, necessary home repairs, utility bills, mortgage payments, rent, uh, living expenses. Uh, the God Foundation is there. www.gotourtruth.org, or you can reach for a bottle of Sailor Jerry rum. Don't forget, as part of that rum portfolio, uh, Florida Kanye Nicaraguan rum. And, of course, the bourbon portfolio is Hudson bourbon and also a fistful of bourbon, all part of the portfolio of William Grant, independent family distiller since 1887. No doubt about it. Um, I want to remind everybody, again, uh, about uh, uh, my good friends over at Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline in Metairie. Uh, if you got problems over the weekend uh, and um, you need help with your vehicle, maybe, again, you, it's time to get that oil changed, maybe get those tires rotated. Maybe, again, you're, you know, like... You know, you're like my good friend Rudy, who's just got a flat the other day. My, you know, my son, who, again, seems to be rolling over nails every five minutes. Uh, let me tell you right now, all you got to do is head over to my friend the Southern Tire. They'll get that tire up and running for you. If for some reason it can't be repaired, they have the largest section of tires in the metropolitan area. That's Southern Tire, owned by the Piazza family since 1972, Hickory and Airline in Metairie. All right, let's head to the guest line. Join us on the program uh, from TigerBait.com. Mike Scarborough's with us each and every week. Mike, how are you, bud? I'm doing great. Just ready for the weekend. Uh, gearing up for a big Super Bowl on, on uh, Sunday. I, I can't remember the – I guess it was 2009 the last time I was this interested in a Super Bowl. It, a lot – well, I'm going to have to say that most of Louisiana is going to be glued. Uh, and, and I think most of us are, are, again, pulling for the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, you know, I, I pulled the list, uh, Mike. Check this out. Uh, you got Burrow, Chase – um, again, from LSU with, with um, 
uh, with, with obviously the Bengals. Uh, Stanley Morgan is a New Orleans native. Uh, uh, Puka, uh, Puka Williams is a Louisiana native. Thad Moss went to LSU. Uh, you've got Trey Hendrickson, former Saint. Von Bell, former Saint. Tyler Shelvin on the defensive side, again, that went to LSU. Cam Sample went to Tulane. Joe Bakken, again, got a, had a cup of coffee uh, with the Saints uh, as a linebacker that played special teams. And then on the Rams side, you got Odell Beckham, Whitworth, who just won the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award, Grant Haley, again, who was a defensive back, special teams player for about a season or so with the Saints, and then, of course, Cooper Cup, who's the grandson of original St. Jake Cup. So a lot of New Orleans, Louisiana flavor on, on both teams, but more on, on the Cincinnati Bengals. And, of course, this, this state is in love with Joe Burrow. Yeah, and, and I also, too, I, I think, you know, you, you look at the city of Cincinnati and, and – Maybe there's some, uh, you know, I don't, not the word sympathy, but you know, there's some consp- comparisons to uh, New Orleans, uh, you know, a sure. downtrodden city that hadn't had a whole lot of sports success. Um, you know, the Bungles and and uh, and all that stuff, and just always viewed as is uh, bad football. And, and heck, two years ago, everybody was thinking that Burrow should, you know refused to sign with the Bengals and, and demand to be traded. And uh, and na- now look at it. And it's, um, I don't know, he, he's, a, he's a folk hero, and uh, it's hard not to pull for him. Look, Whitworth's already got, uh, you know, he, he's, he's, he's tasted the major success. Um, you know, the, the, there's probably a good portion of the LSU fan base that could take or leave o- o- Odell Beckham. Um but yeah, it, it, it's. Uh, I, I think most of America is pulling for Cincinnati. Um, you know, Los Angeles. I, I, you know, uh, they they've moved around so many times. I, I'm. I'm uh, I, I I think that um, there's no doubt in my mind that uh, <laughs> most of America is pulling for the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Um, when you break this this game down, what do you think are the keys? Obviously, again. Uh, a lot of people believe that the uh, that the Cincinnati offensive line has to put up some type of a fight against the uh, the Rams front. That Rams front is, is just scary. Okay, with Ashawn Robinson, uh, Aaron Donald, Von Miller, uh, Leonard Floyd. I mean, they went out there and bought themselves a pretty good defensive line. You know, on, you know, in, in addition to Aaron Donald, who is you know all world. Uh, we know that offensive line for the uh, for the Bengals has been porous. Uh, but Joe has been able to, again, somehow, whether, again, with his feet making time, standing in the pocket, um, he's, he's re- rarely ever rattled, if at all. Yeah, I mean, look, there's no doubt it's a challenge, but everything that you're saying is nothing that we haven't heard each and every week. And now they're in the Super Bowl. Um, you know, do, do they, does, does the clock strike midnight and they all of a sudden turn into a pumpkin and, and everything that's the, uh, the same breakdown every week? Uh, for the Bengals finally come true, and it's just too much, maybe. Um, I don't know. Uh, it, it, it all feeds into uh, – everything that's being said feeds into Joe Burrow's, uh, um, you know, the, the, the way he likes things. I'm sure the offensive line for the Bengals is motivated to show what they can do. Sure. Uh, but motivation is one thing. Uh, talent and, and, and heft is, is another. But – um, they're going to need to get rid of the ball quicker. They're going to need to be able to uh, get mixing uh, some runs and, and not abandon the run. And, and probably the uh, 
the thing they need to avoid more than anything is not getting behind by multiple scores mm-hmm. and, and being obvious pa- uh, passing situations. Um, but, you know, <laughs> they, they were in that situation the last time we saw them. So, right. I don't know. Well, you know, they, 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 they're going to they're gonna try to double team uh, Jamar Chase and take him out like the Chiefs. But as you mentioned, I think I think that Mixon is a big part of this. Uzama, the um, tight end, is going to be a big part of the offense as well because those are dump off guys for Joe in case he gets gets in a little bit of trouble. But Tyler Boyd, Boyd and T Higgins have to step up, uh, especially if they try to take Chase out of, out of the game. They got to make it so that again uh, that uh, they're going to pay dearly for double teaming Chase, and that means those two guys really have to play well. Higgins has been a pretty good player for him. Tyler Boyd's had an incredible season. Look, I said this during the week. Last year, they were ready to run him out of Cincinnati on a rail, okay? And now he's turned into, again, one of the favorite targets of Joe Burrow. Yeah, and I I wonder if we don't see, because it is the last game of the year, and not not to say there's some design runs, um, but it, it wouldn't surprise me if we see Joe Burrow take off and get multiple first downs. Mm-hmm. I agree. I really do. He's gotten them I, think in key he's, I think he's going to. He gets them in key moments in, in he does. every big game. He does. Um, look, you covered him during your time during his time at LSU. First year again. I don't think anybody saw what we saw in the second year. But I mean, just talk about the 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 the. the the, the the change in, in in terms of of again the confidence and everything else that have a lot of people saw, what go back to the um, uh, to the bowl game uh, when, when again he got uh, when he got tackled and the guy was standing over him uh, but uh, it's been a ama- it's been an amazing couple years for Joe Burrow turning into again what looks like uh, that he could be one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL I mean with just a year just a season and a half under his belt I, I mean. If he if they win the Super Bowl on Sunday and he's named MVP, and you add that to everything that we've witnessed so far since 2018, I I, I don't know what what other sports stories, you know, as far as if if you're a kid dreaming of of being an NFL starting quarterback, uh, how you could draw it up any better? I. I, I Going to a franchise that everybody was is a, was a laughing stock, and you know how soon can he get through his first four or five years before he, you know, can become a free agent and get out of there and all that stuff. You know, it, it, it's. Um, and then here's the other part of it: if they do lose on Sunday, um, it, it, it's still a Cinderella story, and the Bengals got what sixty to sixty-five million dollars in cap room. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does that do for the Saints in the free agent market? All of a sudden, the the Bengals franchise it, it becomes a sexy destination because those free agents look at, at the Bengals in a different light and sure. think that you know that's a team where they want to be and can compete for titles. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Well, I tell you right now, a guy like Toronto Armstead, I've been talking about it for now about the last three or so months. You look at the at the Bengals. What do they need? They need offensive linemen. I could see them going after Toronto Armstead, put him on the left side to try to protect Joe Burrow. I think. Look, no matter whether they win or not, because of the cap room, because you have a quarterback of that ilk, that it's going to be much easier now to be able to woo players to to your team. Uh, they couldn't woo anybody to Cincinnati, just like the Saints at one time couldn't woo anybody here. But once you get a quarterback like that, that's going to happen. And Joe's proven, man. He's, he's Joe Cool under pressure, and that's what you need in a quarterback on the NFL level. Yeah, we, we've um, – no, we, it, it's 
I, like I said at the start of the call, it, it's it, it's you know a lot of us, particularly that cover LSU, you know uh, something's got to give. And a lot of times we're not as tuned to the NFL as we normally are. We follow what the sure. LSU players are doing, uh, but this the excitement for this Super Bowl is is off the chain more than anything I've ever seen uh, since mm-hmm. the Saints got there and. Yep. Um, you know, we got a relationship with Fanatics, and we, you know, we we have a, a, a affiliate with them. With, we're selling gear. The amount of Bengals gear that's been this floating around the area, uh, it's incredible. Mike, we got Bengal king cakes. Are you kidding me? I mean, Bengal king cakes. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing. Uh, again, well, again, how how Louisiana's kind of adopted the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, and I've been kind of prodding some of my over-the-top Saints fan friends that because um, mm-hmm. I had seen it three months ago, just digging around, that the uh, Bengals are going to play in New Orleans next season in the Superdome. What kind of hot? How hard of a ticket is that going to be? It's going to be a hard one, but I'm going to tell you right now, Mike. You might might want to want to stay a beat on that. I got a feeling that the NFL is going to take that game and move it to London. <laughs> they, 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 really? Again, they. Yeah, again, I, I, if I had to bet on it, I would bet they're going to take that game and move it to London. Uh, but uh, I'm hoping it's going to be in the Dome because that's going to be that's going to be a tough ticket here in Louisiana. Uh, and, and I would hate for them to take that away from that Saints London. fans. But wouldn't surprise yeah, me if they send that one to London. I'm looking forward to that game as a fan. I, I hope they don't move it to London. Yeah, me too. Me too. Hey, Mike, any update on NIL? I get the, I get the questions every single day. And, and again, of course, I lean on you for a lot of that information. In, in, has, has there been any movement in terms of, again, organizing this other than what we heard about the, the meeting after uh, the um, yeah, after National I, Signing I, Day? I, I, I've gotten, you know, a steady trickle of, uh, you know, businesses stepping up. That meeting last uh, Wednesday night uh, went very well. Uh, you know, but there's also some people that kind of turned off a bit, uh, if truth be told. Um, but to me, it's um, – I, I think by the time we get to next December and, and the first signing period, I think all that stuff will, will be in place. But it's – believe me, they're going to get tested. Uh, every major college coach uh, that has already recruited Louisiana a little bit, they're going to ramp up their efforts to see – uh, what kind of damage they can do, how many they can pick off until Brian Kelly and his new staff uh, show that it's pretty much locked down. And, um, they, you know, you, you had uh, a half a dozen or so uh, get get gone out of here, and uh, they're going to see if they can't uh, have a repeat of that. Napier and his staff will be here. Saban will be back trying to get four or five like he did last year, and Jimbo the same. So, uh, you know, Tommy Robinson and, and from A and M's have uh, been very very active here, so uh, they they've got their work cut out for them, and it's it, it's no longer just how much you're at the high school, how often you're having conversations, how often mm-hmm. you're FaceTiming, um, the business equation. Uh, you know, I wonder if, we're, if we divide that pie chart up uh, in a, in, a, in a year or two, how much the NIL uh, is is the biggest part of the pie chart. And in relationship with the player and uh, the, the caliber of your program is, is, is secondary. Mike, uh, let's shift gears to basketball and talk a bit about the, the, uh, the LSU basketball team. 
some have them on the bubble of getting into the into the NCAA tournament. They turned it around against Texas A&M, second time they beat them this season. Pinson comes back. It's really kind of, again, settled the team down. Uh, they've got Mississippi State this weekend. Uh, what are your thoughts? They're 17-7 and seven right now, 5-6 and six in the SEC. I mean, uh, I think it would be tough to get the NCAA if you have a losing record within your conference. So they gotta they got to put some wins here together. And, then of course, do they have the chance in the tournament as well? Yeah, they, they've got to they've got to add some wins. And like Will Wade said the other day, that Kentucky win is really uh, looking better and better, and is keeping them, uh, you know, in a in a decent spot. But you can't afford to have any more multiple game uh, losing streaks. They they've got to get together a, a string of wins and and get a couple of games in the SEC tournament probably uh, just to be secure. But um, you know, and now, and of course, Kim Mulkey, you know, we were just three weeks ago, three or four mm-hmm. weeks ago saying, you know, these teams look like they might be similar in a, into how far you might think they would go in an NCAA tournament. And, and now you're, you're looking at the uh, LSU women's basketball team and, and, and being a four seed this week or as high as the yep. three. And they right. can still get up to being a three or a two if they, if they, if they win some of these big games coming up. Yeah, they look like a shoe-in at this point, no doubt about it. A lot of a lot of rumblings on Baton Rouge right now about Jay Johnson's baseball team. A lot of people believe this is going to be an Omaha-type team. Uh, you know, I don't know how, how deep you've got it into it on the website yet, but uh, can you give us a little preview? Do you, how good do you think this team can be? Man, everybody I talk to just, you know, the big question is pitching. But the one thing that's not in question is, you know the lineup and, and and at the plate and how every hitter in the lineup can hit and um, you know I, I joked the other day I said it was so based on all the gurus that I talked to that that uh, really you know been out there uh, talking to a couple of baseball scouts and you know it, it sounds like he's going to do some unorthodox things and it might be well we're talking on a Thursday or Friday saying. What's the over and under on how many pitchers he uses tonight? Uh, where he's, you know, doing some unorthodox and unique things and, and trying to figure out ways to, you know, maybe get to a stud uh, Friday night pitcher in SEC play and hoping that maybe they can have some big later innings um, and, and win some games, uh, you know, six to four or whatever. But, um, but then there's also the hope where, as far as, you know, the rest of the weekend that some of these guys that have some talent uh, will have been developed and, and responded to, to Jay Johnson and his new staff. So um, I think it'll be fun to watch. Uh, the, the schedule is obviously brutal. Yes. Uh, all the road, uh, the toughest series are on the road, um, which I asked Bill Frank as a couple of weeks ago. So I said, so does that, is it safe to assume that next year, uh, all those games flip flop, and he goes, "Yes." It's just, but, you know, some of that needs to be made more equitable. I mean, mm-hmm. to where every other year you're getting such a brutal road slate. Um, some of those tougher series, uh, they, they they need to re divvy that up somehow. I don't know. Uh, I've never studied SEC baseball scheduling, but but um, boy, they they've really got a tough road. But I mean, all that's going to measure out in the, in the RPI and and um, you know. But I, I, there's a couple of guys I really trusted swear up and down they're going to host a super regional, and usually when you do that you're going to get to Omaha. So yep, we'll see. I- 
I'm telling you, it's going to be exciting times to be able to see this this LSU baseball team. Mike, tell everybody about your fantastic site. Again, you you got the video going now. Obviously, again, the the message board, uh, more information that's out there than any other site in terms of, again, the uh, what's going on recruiting. Break it down for everybody and how they can join. Yeah, check us out at TigerBait.com. If uh, you're an LSU fan, we really want to have you as a part of our community. We have a great message board and a lot of great conversation. And, uh, of course, we cover all the major sports and women's basketball. And um, we're, we, we're not going to be far away from the start of spring football practice. We'll be doing practice reports there. Uh, on YouTube, go to our YouTube channel and subscribe, LSU Tigers on Tiger Bait. Uh, we do weekly shows there, live shows, and, and, and interact with, with fans with, in the, with the uh, chat uh, 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 program we use. And, so, and, and I'm on Twitter, at Scarborough Mike. Thank you, my friend. We'll check in with you next week. Very much appreciate your time today. All right, Eric. Have a great weekend, man. Thanks. You too, bud. All right, uh, folks, don't forget about my friends at Dave Miet Insurance. Look, I don't know how many people have gotten your insurance bills in, in the mail yet, okay, uh, maybe your, your new policy. Uh, and then, of course, uh, you know, the, with, the, and the, with the oncoming uh, uh, raises to the uh, flood insurance, you know, it's time for an insurance checkup. I mean, it's time to make sure that, again, you get the most bang for your buck, especially, again, to make sure you get a company that's going to pay, right, when we have a disaster like we did with Ida. I mean, so many of us are frustrated right now because we pay our premiums every month, but then when it comes time to be able to pay out when we have damage from a storm like Ida, again, the insurance company wants to give us the runaround. It's great to have an independent insurance agent that's got your back like Dave Miet Insurance. D-A-V-E-M-I-L-O-E-T-I-N-S agency.com. Dave can search over 50 companies to make sure you get the best policy at the best price. Again, we're working with, to find out what your insurance needs are. You can call him at 504-556-0809. Set up an appointment on his op- at his office on Veterans Next to Shogun. Again, now's the time to be able to make, do that insurance checkup to make sure you're getting the best bang for your insurance. And you've got an insurance company that's again, is going to, again, do the right thing and to be able to pay off when, when again, you need them to pay off. Uh, that's Dave Miet Insurance. You want to save? Call Dave, 504-556-0809. All right, this is the William Grant Family Distillers Friday Extravaganza. We invite you again to partake in a William Grant product this weekend and all the time uh, that you're out again enjoying a libation or two. Again, um, uh, some of the hottest spirits on the market, whether it's um, – uh, the lineup of scotches that are second to none, Glenfiddich Scotch Whiskey, the Balvini Scotch Whiskey, Grant's Bundes Scotch Whiskey, and, and Monkey Shoulder Single Malt, all are award-winning scotches. Henrik's Gin, Malago Tequila, uh, and Reka Vodka, hottest spirits on the market. The flavor profile there are second to none. Uh, it's unlike any flavor profile that, you, that you've had with those particular spirits. And then, of course, Sailor Jerry Rum. Every bottle of Sailor Jerry Rum purchased in Louisiana. Of course, those proceeds go to the God Foundation, taking care of active military members and, and also retired military members and their families, www.goddardtroops.org. Uh, the bourbon portfolio is Fistful of Bourbon, Bourbon Whiskey, and Hudson Bourbon Whiskey, and, of course, Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey, all part of the portfolio of William Grant. Whether it's your favorite spirit store, whether you're heading out to, uh, to for, for a night out uh, for dinner, or, again, maybe drinks at your favorite bar, Again, demand a William Grant product, independent family distiller since 1887. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We come back. Chris Gordy, Locked on SEC Podcast, will join us. We'll talk Super Bowl with him. We'll talk some Saints. Uh, we maybe even get into the Pelicans as well. All that coming up here on Inside New Orleans. We'll be right back. 
New Orleans country. 106.1 Nash Icon is once again your home for New Orleans privateers basketball. Tune in to Jude Young for all the action as UNO takes on top-rated college basketball teams, including local rivals and Southland Conference foes in their quest to win championships and return to the NCAA tournament. All season long, set sail with the UNO Privateers on New Orleans Country 106.1 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by Beau Rivage. Experience Gia reimagined at Beau Rivage with a modern twist on Pan-Asian cuisine. Their new expansive noodle bar offers authentic Vietnamese dishes like pho, banh mi, and more along with local favorites. Experience it for yourself. The newly reimagined Gia only at Beau Rivage. Tenise Brown, your delays are heavy from the Bonnet Carry Spillway to Power Boulevard and delays pick back up on 10 eastbound from just past City Park to the high rise. 10 westbound, your delays are steady from just past St. Bernard to Canal and delays pick back up on 10 westbound from Bonneville to the airport. Look out for delays on the 610 on the westbound side right at Canal Boulevard. Look out for delays on the 610 on the eastbound side from St. Bernard to the 10610 merge. Look out for delays that are solid if you're traveling along the eastbound eastbound side along the West Bank Expressway, the Crescent City Connection, and the Pontchartrain Expressway from Lafayette Street to the O'Keefe Howard Avenue exit. Look out for delays on the westbound side along the Pontchartrain Expressway from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. Look out for delays on the westbound side of the West Bank Expressway from just past Ames Boulevard to Avondale. Look out for delays on the 310 on the southbound side from just before St. Rose to the Luling Hornville exit. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Bradner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes, ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can handle. At Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, their number one priority is treating people right. Take it from me, Eric Asher. It means getting there quickly in an emergency. They'll be on time and do a perfect job. And it means they promise to give everyone a fair price every time. So if you're looking for a better experience from your generator AC company, or you just got a big quote from someone else and you want a second opinion, let the folks at Burkhardt earn your trust and treat you right. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. 
So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. air conditioning and heating when you're looking for a generator for your home or your business. Single day installs, financing available for generators. Of course, a warehouse fully stocked with all the parts you need for your generator. So 24-7, 365, uh, 365 emergency service is there for you. A new install quality check after one month. They do that with everything they install in your home. And, uh, of course, that's part of their customer service pledge. When it comes to your generator, generator sales and service, even emergency service, think Burkhart, acpromise.com acpromise.com. All right, uh, thanks to Mike Scarborough for joining us in the program. We head now to Houston, Texas. My good friend Chris Gordy, uh, again, alumnus of Rummel, uh, native of New Orleans, uh, doing a great job in Houston radio. Also, again, the host of Locked On SEC podcast joins us on the program. Chris, how are you, bud? Hey, Eric. Good to talk with you, man. Always good to have you. A little bit of Mardi Gras though this weekend here in New Orleans as we start really the kind of Mardi Gras, Cru de Vu, and, uh, and uh, a few other uh, parades, and then, of course, uh, uh, Super Bowl weekend. So a lot going on here in the Crescent City this weekend. Certainly, yeah. We, uh, we have a, a bakery here in Houston who delivered us two king cakes today. And no offense to them, but just kind of not <laughs> the same as back home. So uh, it yeah. is what it is, Eric. We're all making do. Yep, no doubt about it. Uh, Chris, let's, let's start off with, um, with with the Super Bowl and just your thoughts on this matchup. I want to get into Dennis Allen, the Saints. We'll, we'll talk about, uh, again, um, the, some, some, uh, uh, we'll talk about the, that as, as well. But uh, I do want to start with the Super Bowl and, and just your thoughts. This is a, a matchup where, again, um, a lot of people in Louisiana uh, are, again, pulling for the Bengals. Look, I went through the uh, – I went through the list of players, and I, again, for you, in case in case you haven't gotten that, on, on Cincinnati, you've got Burrow at quarterback, Chase at, at, at wide receiver, Stanley Morgan is a New Orleans native at wide receiver, Puka Williams is a backup running back who's from Louisiana, and Th- and Thad Moss went to LSU as a tight end. On defense, Trey Hendrickson, former, formerly of the Saints, Von Bell, formerly of the Saints, Tyler Shelvin, formerly of LSU, Cam Sample, formerly of LSU. Joe Bakken was a special teams uh, linebacker for the Saints for about for about a season. And then you've got on Los Angeles, Odell Beckham, uh, Whitworth, who just won the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award, uh, Grant Haley, who was a defensive back and, and a uh, special teams player for about a season with the Saints, and then Cooper Cup's uh, grandson of, of Jake Cup, who was an original Saint uh, uh, on that original 67 team. Uh, so a lot of Louisiana flavor on, on both teams, but really more on the Cincinnati Bengals. 
Yeah, I don't know if you conveniently left off Eli Apple, former Saint, but a lot of people. Uh, I did. Con- I did conveniently leave him off. Yes, I did. <laughs> On purpose. Yes, I did. Hey, look, if he makes a big play for the Bengals and helps Joe Burrow win a Super Bowl, then it's all for the better. But uh, no, it's. Uh, look, we don't like any. You know how it is, dude. We don't like anybody talking bad about us. Okay, when we do, we shut the door on them. Yeah, look, if you're going to talk bad about New Orleans, you can. Uh, you're welcome to never come back. So. Uh, no, I mean, look, the, the big storyline that everybody's been talking about is, you know, obviously the offensive line of the Bengals and trying to slow down Aaron Donald, who is the best defensive lineman slash pass rusher in the NFL. It's interesting seeing Bryant Young get into the, uh, into the Hall of Fame yesterday, and it's like, man, as good as Bryant Young is, you know, I think Aaron Donald's going to shatter every record uh, set by, you know, an interior defensive lineman when it's all said and done. That guy is such a force. So, I get that that's garnering a lot of attention and people saying Joe's got to get the ball out quick. They got to work the screen game. And, you know, Joe Mixon and Kamachi Piran have been really good in the screen game and catching passes and all that. But, you know, somebody today was bringing up an interesting point in that, you know, the flip side, like do, do the Rams have enough DBs to cover the Bengals weapons? And, I think we all expect Jalen Ramsey is, is one of the best cover corners out there. We all expect him to cover Jamar Chase. But, man, I, I go back to last or two weeks ago what Kansas City tried to do. You know, they tried to double team and bracket Jamar Chase, mm-hmm. and it worked for the first half. But the second half, they made adjustments and found ways to get him open. I just wonder about the other guys like the T. Higgins and, you know, C.J. Azuma. When they get into the goal, you know, the, the red zone, I wonder about those other weapons and can the Rams cover those guys? Because, you know, we saw throughout even the, the game against the Bucks. I know Mike Evans, when he started busting loose, Jalen Ramsey made yes. adjustments and said, hey, put me on Mike Evans and you guys cover the rest. I just wonder, you know, if they're, if they're taking away Jamar Chase, okay, that's great. But can the T. Higgins and those other guys step up? And we saw T. Higgins in a couple of these playoff games have some drops. So does he come up with the big plays? Um you know, obviously we know it's the biggest stage out there. I also think that maybe Matt Stafford feels the, the nerves. It's your new team. You're in the Super Bowl for the first time. You're in L.A. It's, you know, you're in your, your home stadium. I wonder if the nerves get to him because, look, nerves and Joe Burrow have never been uttered in the same sentence. That guy is as cool as a cucumber, and, you know, they call him Joe Cool for a reason. Like, I, I think Joe Burrow is going to handle the limelight, the spotlight just fine. I wonder if Matt, Bur- or if Matt Stafford feels the, uh, you know, the big moment, the pressure of the big moment a little bit more. And man, if he makes a mistake early on, throws a pick six, or throws an interception, whatever, that's advantage Bengals. So mm-hmm. again, I, I think you know, rightfully so, a lot of people are talking about the Cincinnati O line trying to protect and uh, you know keep uh, Aaron Donald at bay. But I thought it was an interesting angle of. What about the Cincinnati wide receivers versus the DBs outside of Jalen Ramsey? Who do you like? Who do you like this weekend? I mean, look, I've been going with my with my heart every week and saying Cincinnati, but yeah, me too. Uh, you know, I, I think you know, I, I when I said I picked with my head, I took Kansas City to beat them. I said I took them to lose every every single round. So I'm going to keep riding with my heart and, and saying Cincinnati's going to get it done, but. Man, I mean, the, the crazy part is nothing seems to phase this team. Like, even when they've been down double digits, it doesn't matter. And so that's why you know, I said to somebody today, you know, I'm going to pick the Rams to be up 17 to three at the half, and I'm going to pick the Bengals to win because they've been such a good second-half team. And 
nothing seems to phase them. No deficit seems to be enough. So, yeah, I, I think they get it done. And, man, Evan McPherson, you got to tip your cap to him. That guy has been automatic. I've never seen a kicker like this that yeah. just you know, makes every single kick. And then you, you talk about where they're playing in a controlled environment. I mean, this guy's not going to miss a kick in the Super Bowl, you got to think. So, um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm going to be rooting hard for the Bengals. And, again, if they could just avoid any catastrophes, no turnovers, keep this thing close, I think they're going to win it in the second half. As a New Orleanian, uh, you know all about Sam Mills and, and, and again, his uh, his time here in, in, in New Orleans, nine years here, three years with the, uh, with the uh, Carolina Panthers. Uh, he gets the nod to go into the Hall of Fame, uh, and I know everybody in New Orleans and even in Carolina are happy about that. Your thoughts? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's uh, you know it's it's high tide that that, that happens, and uh, you know I had a friend who lived in Carolina who used to claim him all the time, and he used to say it's a joke, get out of here, you know, with with his time that he spent in, right. in Carolina. But uh, he's always going to be a New Orleans fan. And look, man, I mean, the more guys we can get from that era into the Hall of Fame, you know, it took a while, it seemed to get Ricky Jackson finally in years ago, and now you get Sam Mills in. I just I, That's a Saints error. Like, nobody understands. I was talking with a friend in Houston who said, oh, yeah, you, you know, Saints have had it good and all this. And I said, whoa, 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 we've had it good the last 15 years. But prior to that, man, it was it was few and far between. And those Dome yes. Patrol years are, are certainly near and dear to a lot of New Orleanians' hearts because of, of what they meant. And, I mean, and when you talk about the bag, the, the baghead era and all that, mm-hmm. uh, that that was the golden era of the Saints. And so, yeah, any any guys like that that can get into the Hall of Fame or be recognized, all the more better. Your thoughts on Dennis Allen being elevated to head coach of the New Orleans Saints? Yeah, it makes sense. Um, you know, I, I I'll be intrigued to see which direction they go for the OC because I think that's such an important hire. But you know, it's. I've heard some people say, oh, it was a sham that, you know, they did these interviews with Eric enemy and everybody else. Um, you know, in Houston, they, they elevated Lovey Smith from defensive coordinator to head coach, and they used the word continuity. And I just think it's an, it's an amazing parallel because in New Orleans, it makes sense. You know, Sean yes. Payton playoffs almost every year, just missed the playoffs this year, obviously should have made the playoffs this year. San Francisco, you know, doesn't go back to beat the Rams. Um, but in Houston, they won four games this year, and they won four games last year. So elevating Lovey Smith does not make sense in my mind because it's like you're a bad team and you're just elevating the D.C. With the Saints, it does make sense. You know, you want to keep some continuity. You want to keep all the guys in place that have created this defense into what has been a Super Bowl-caliber defense. Obviously, the offense has not been up to par these last two seasons. But, um, no, I mean, Dennis Allen, obviously the pedigree, has been a head coach before, so – it makes sense in my mind, but it makes all the more important who he hires to be the offensive coordinator. And I was a little surprised that they said, you know, Pete Carmichael will remain on staff, but not as OC. Right. I thought that was an easy one to make. But, man, I hope, he, I hope they make the right hire at OC because uh, it's going to be so important who the OC is and who the quarterback is for the future of the Saints team. Yeah, no doubt about it. Alvin Kamara arrested in Vegas, battery resulting in substantial bodily harm. You know, obviously, we have not seen the video yet. Everybody's kind of holding out for that. Uh, the, the fear here in New Orleans, as you know, is, again, him missing maybe a quarter of the season, maybe six games uh, because of this altercation. Um, again, uh, you know, again, he's got a court date in early March. Just uh, your overall thoughts. Yeah, I mean, it's it's surprising i mean you know the alvin camara you know eric when i used to do the new orleans radio show we had him on a couple times 
yep. uh, his rookie season on my show and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, was always a, a, an interesting character, a guy who seemed like he marched to the beat of his own drum, but a very smart guy, a very intellectual guy, you know, a lot like Cam Jordan. And it always seemed like he was a level above a lot of people. And so when we saw this story come out, man, I, I, my immediate thought was, it was alcohol involved or what? Because it just seems so out of character for a guy who's always been, you know, of high caliber uh, or a high character in, in New Orleans. So, um, man, if it's true, it sucks. I mean, it, it stinks that he's going to miss, you know, six to eight games or whatever the suspension is going to be. But I think uh, if you're Mickey Loomis and company, you've got to address it, whether it comes to the draft or free agency, because that's a big hole. I mean, if you're talking about the starting running back, look, if he misses three games, it's one thing. All right, we'll make do with whoever the backup right. is. But, man, if you're missing half the season, I, I, I almost think you, you overcompensate. Let's say let's go get a guy in free agency. What's Fournette? You know, what's the, the market going to look like for a Leonard Fournette? Uh, uh, I'm, I'm with you. Let's go make a I'm run with for you. him. <laughs> because, again, those are six to eight important games, depending on what the suspension is, that you can't you can't win without Alvin Kamara. So uh, we'll see how they address it. We'll see what the suspension is. But, again, just shocked almost because it just seems so out of character for a guy like Alvin. And I love your thoughts on Fournette because think, I'm thinking the same thing. He's a New Orleans guy, may want to come back home. Obviously, that Tampa Bay uh, team is going to be decimated, especially with Brady moving on. Uh, he is a back that can catch the ball in the backfield. That's underrated. He's a physical back. Um, you look at an Ingram who has a year left on his deal, but he's getting long in the tooth. Uh, he's a guy that could come in and immediately, again, fill that spot, whether Kamara's here or not, uh, as, as a guy that could be, again, his, his um, you know, uh, sharing the time in the backfield or ultimately being the back if Kamara's going to be suspended for a long period of time. I, I, I love that thought, and, and I'm hoping they'll go in that direction. Yeah, it just makes sense. And, and no disrespect to Tony Jones. I mean, you know, he's – He's had his moments, um, you know, when, when he's when he's had the, the spot to show it. And, you know, Mark Ingram, if he's back, I just don't think he's, you know, the tread on the tires, it's not the same. I agree. So why not look to free agency? Why not look to bring in a guy that, you know, again, has the ties to New Orleans, would love to come back home. And, again, I, I think the important thing is to stress to, Al, to, to a guy like Leonard, look, man, his defense is going to be Super Bowl caliber. If it's Jameis or whoever the quarterback is, you got to have that plan in hand and ready to go and sell him on it because, man, look, free agency is going to be here before we know it. Yep, that's right. right, right. Beginning uh, right in, uh, with, uh, in, um, begin in March, for that much, uh, um, uh, early March is when it starts. Yep. Uh, Pels make a big deal this week. I, I know that, again, you might not be locked in it like you are, but I know you're paying attention. C.J. McCollum, Larry Nance, Tony Snell to the Pels, uh, Hart, Saranowski, Alexander Walker, Lozada. Uh, a protected first-round pick and two second-round picks to the Trailblazers. Your thoughts on that deal? Yeah, I mean, finally some good news for the Pelicans. I mean, it's been – I can't tell you how long it's been, like, just dagger after dagger from injury to the Zion stuff, just one thing after another. And finally they start to turn a a corner and start to put together a little win streak under Willie Green. And, you know, I think, uh, you know – the C.J. McCollum trade got people excited. You know, I, I, one of my friends is the, the play-by-play voice of the Houston Rockets, and he was there last week, and, you know, he even commented. He said, man, that stadium was – that arena was dead. He said, you know, I couldn't believe how many empty seats were there. And so this is kind of a shot in the arm, and, you know, we'll see what happens with Zion. Hopefully he can maybe, maybe come around. You know, paging Zion Williamson, please report to the New Orleans arena. But, yeah. um, 
you know, I think, uh, I, look, the, the game the other night, I, I don't hold that against CJ. He's no. adjusting. He's going to need a handful of practices to kind of find himself, find that chemistry with these guys on this team. But uh, I think he's going to be just fine. And, again, it's a shot in the arm for this team that, you know, at bare minimum, I think the goal should be to get into one of those play-in spots. And mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. If they could string together some wins here down the stretch, maybe they can get to the eighth seed or seventh seed somewhere in that spot and uh, feel really good about themselves. But at bare minimum, you want to make, you know, become a play-in team and really uh, do some damage and make some noise because, man, it's been – it feels like these last couple of years have not been what we've expected in the David Griffin era. And so, yeah, the, the McCollum move was a big one. It sent a message to the league that, hey, the Pelicans are serious about trying to win. And hopefully their number one overall pick from a couple of years ago can be a part of it sooner rather than later. Yeah, and we still don't know. We have any idea what's going on. Hopefully, again, we're hoping until after the All-Star break that maybe he'll come back, but who, who knows at this point. Got, got about three minutes left. Do want to ask you about LSU basketball taking on Mississippi State this weekend. They've become kind of a bubble team at this point. A lot of people believe they're going to make the tournament, but it's hard to get in the tournament if you have a losing record within the conference. So this is a big one this weekend. It is, and it's disappointing, man. I mean, I, I like Will Wade. I think he's a good coach. I think the you know his recruiting classes speak for themselves. But man, they've they've let some games slip away here. I mean, the, the home game against Arkansas a few weeks ago stands out, but losing at Vanderbilt like they did, the home loss against Ole Miss, it's just you, you've had a, a lot of inexcusable losses here, and so you know it's it's self-inflicted wounds. The offense has been very inconsistent at times. They go through stretches where they can't score, so. Um, I'm hoping they, they rally, man. I'm hoping they put this thing together. It seems like Pinson is back and, and fully healthy now. So, um, you know, they got to go on a run here. The future looks bright underway. Obviously, they put together a heck of a recruiting class again next year. But, man, I, I pinned them as a, uh, you know, potential Final Four team. In fact, when I was in Lake Charles a few weeks ago, I went to the uh, the Golden Nuggets sports book and I put mm-hmm. a few bucks on them to make the Final Four. It was you know, it's pretty good odds. So I, I got that pinned to my refrigerator, Eric. I'm hoping there it you go. Off. But man, they certainly have some work to do here. You got to string together some wins to finish off the season. And I think they're going to have to win one or two in the SEC tournament to make it uh, where they want to be. But, you know, no Lunardi's got him somewhere around a seven or eight seed. Yeah. Man, that's just a shame considering a few weeks ago he had him pinned as a two or a three. Yeah, no doubt about it. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thanks so much for joining us. Again, have a great weekend. Tell us about your podcast, how folks can follow you on social media. Yeah, LockedOnSEC.com is the easy way, easiest way to find it. And actually, we turned the page, started looking at SEC baseball today, and uh, we have an interview up there with Dylan Cruz, the uh, LSU stud outfielder. So encourage all your listeners to go check it out. He's a, he's a really uh, interesting young guy that, man, was the freshman of the year last year and expecting even bigger numbers from here as a sophomore. And the crazy thing is LSU's got him for another year after this one. Yep. So expecting big things out of Dylan Cruz, the guy who projects to be a top five pick in the MLB drafts next year. Beautiful. And at Chris Gordy on Twitter. Am I right? You got it, Eric. Thank you, bud. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds good, man. Thank you. Thank you. Chris Gordy, again, New Orleans native, Rumble, Rumble alumni. And, of course, uh, having, a, having, a, having a great career over, over in Houston. All right. Uh, don't forget about Burkhart. 
AC breaks down over the weekend. Heater breaks down. Maybe, again, you need to have that generator service. Burkhardt, again, has after-hour service for you. They have 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute currency call. And, of course, Nate certified technicians doing all the work that's necessary. Doesn't matter what type of brand you have at your home. They're authorized to service all brands for a company you can truly trust. It's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. ACPromise.com. ACPromise.com. Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Ottawa. If you're in the market for a quality used car, come visit us at Southern Tire Auto Sales. We have a large selection of pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs for every taste and budget. Every pre-owned vehicle on the lot has been carefully inspected for safety and quality. At Southern Tire Auto Sales, we'll only sell you the best used vehicles, and we'll never sell you something we wouldn't buy ourselves. Financing is available. Hickory and Airline and Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Francesca Bacchetti's, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. Francesca is offering a menu that includes family meals, daily specials, delicious sides, award-winning pizza, New Orleans best burgers, poor boys muffaladas, and family recipes. A St. Louis-style deli with sandwiches and sodas. Wine and beer also available. Check out our menu online at francescadeli.com. Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-266-2511. Dine indoors, dine outdoors, or use our delivery services. That's Francesca Bacchetti's, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. Oceana Grill, Bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Finding the perfect romantic gift she'll love is easy at Diamonds Direct this Valentine's. With an expanded selection of designer jewelry and our best offer ever, five years zero interest financing. Your love is always our passion at Diamonds Direct, but especially on Valentine's Day. So we're holding nothing back. Pick any item, get our best value price, and spread your payments over five years with zero interest financing. Everything's included. Diamond stud earrings, diamond eternity bands, layered necklaces, pendants, bangles, color gemstones and of course the largest selection of diamonds and engagement rings in america and this weekend we're also showcasing all new collections from our top designers like takori viraggio simon g and others no matter what you choose for the one you love you'll get the best price and five years zero interest financing we're even open this sunday with special pre-game shopping hours 11 to 4 get more details and even shop online at diamondsdirect.com diamonds direct your love our passion unapproved credit Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. 
It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. William Grant family to still extravaganza out and about this weekend at a Super Bowl party. Reach for a William Grant product. I want to thank Mike Mazan, Mike Scarborough, Chris Gordy for joining us on the show. Rudy back at studio. Also want to uh, thank our great sponsors to sponsor our program, including our friends at William Grant. Go to ericasher.com for a slice of the sponsor to sponsor our program. And please continue to support those sponsors. Uh, thank you for supporting those sponsors as always. Uh, coming up next, it's All Access with Ken Trahan. Uh, he's going to have uh, Hall of Famer Ricky Jackson. Also, again, Jim Eidenhofer talking some Pels. All that coming up right here on 106.1 FM. Been an absolute blast, New Orleans. Hope you guys have a great weekend. A lot going on here in the city of New Orleans. Looking forward to a Super Bowl. Pulling for Joe, Chase, and, of course, the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, but no matter what, hopefully, again, it's going to be a really good game, and we'll do it all over again next week as, again, we uh, tackle what's going on in the sports world, what's happening here in the city. And uh, hopefully, again, it'll be a safe weekend as well uh, for those that are going to be making it down into Orleans Parish to be able to enjoy the parades uh, as well as, again, maybe some Super Bowl, um, uh, the Super Bowl parties that will be happening, again, at our local water and holes, restaurants, and, of course, at uh, lo local uh, residents as well. It's been an absolute blast, New Orleans. Have a wonderful weekend. My name is Eric Asher from the Dog Catch of the Gubbin. They all got to go. Your station for prep sports year-round. We are 1061 Nash Icon, W.